Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Monday's episode of the Terra Scottish Football Podcast. I am Craig Fowler and I'm joined by Tony Anderson. Hi, Craig. And in person, for the first time ever, I think. First time in about a decade. I did one at your own. Oh, you flat. did that. Uh, you did that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We've done one. We've done a couple. Yeah, yeah, we've done a couple of in person. Yeah, All right, fair enough. Uh, people don't know who I am yet. Sorry, it's Tom. Hello. Yeah, hey. in person. Three people in the same room. How does it, how, how does how, it feel, Tom? It feels very 2019. It's. <laughs> Oh, I'm so three years ago. It's a, it's a throwback. But yeah, no, it's, it's probably because I've got an Arctic Monkeys picture on yeah. <laughs> both, both very 2019 and maybe whenever we did 2013 or whenever it was, I don't know, a long time ago. Oh, yeah, when you had your first one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, aye, that was a while ago. That was a very excitable start, Fowler, considering I know you won't be feeling your best after Shut up. the Derby day. Yeah. No, no, no. I just mean because when me and you were out drinking last night, it's really, I'm yeah, like, I wasn't meaning about... Yeah, Saturday as well. Uh, yeah, so. yeah. So. I wasn't hungover. Well, I wasn't like hungover this morning in terms of feeling sick, but I felt very tired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've had to... Uh, I need to go into my office tomorrow at 8 o'clock tomorrow because just so little got done. I'm going to have to go. I'm going to go into work 8 till 6 tomorrow because just not a lot got done today, did it? <laughs> That's just the, the, the frank truth. <laughs> yeah, I did uh, 900 words on Lord Shankland after the game, which had to be a bit... Stretched the bit so I talked for like two and a half minutes, and then I had to find the Hibs news line, and Hibs were just giving me nothing, so that was annoying. So I, was like, oh, I don't have the energy for this <laughs> to, to actually do my job and find stuff. Just give me something. But we're thankfully, just... we we've got Tom. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. The pressure's <laughs> on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, <laughs> for, for me literally talking yesterday about how many games you got Tom watching because he's going to need to watch a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Literally plotting behind your back. <laughs> good, good. Right, the, the pressure's on. Uh, like uh, step into this, you know, midfield dynamo role. Uh, we're gonna have to play a variety of roles here because um, sitting here, I can smell the fumes off you both. Great, great. Uh, yeah, then uh, not not as, not as researched as usual. Uh, it's a Sunday derby. It's just, it's impossible to be. I'm sure. And I mean this in the nicest way possible, no one will notice. <laughs> so we shall begin with the Derby yes. Easter Roads. Hibs won, Hearts won. Fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tom, 
Did you watch the game, actually? I, I did watch the game. Let's, I say, the game. I, let's get a neutral's point of view before myself and Tony both... Well, both Tony just beams <laughs> and Mark Boyle's return, and I swear a lot. Um, I what's a, what's a measured way of putting this? I thought it was a game that entirely changed on the substitutions. Hearts were absolutely in control uh, and you know should have extended their lead until the point they started footering and mixing the midfield up and then they lost control of it a little bit. Obviously, Hibbs bring on your man Martin Boyle. Um, he makes a difference, but it wasn't just that. I think they kind of surrendered the... Hearts slightly surrendered the... Uh, surrendered the impetus and felt like they... They, they felt like they were comfortable and be able to see the game out. And I mean, there's even like YouTube footage of the fans already filming at full time that that's going to be the end of that. So I think there was, a, there, there was a bit of, there was a, a good bit of foot shooting going on as well. Um, it's a bit, it was a good derby. It I was mean, a good derby all, though. It was, it was, it was, I mean, a, there, it's not a particularly high watermark, but it was definitely in the top three best <laughs> of the last <laughs> few years. No, it was very watchable, is, yeah. It, it was watchable. Drama and and, stuff, and yeah. there was some there was some actual football broke mm. out and there was a, a proper highlight real goal from Lauren Shankland um, and Mackay's assist for that and there's late drama. Yeah, it, it was a, it was a, and, and, and to both goalkeepers making really great saves at pivotal times. So yeah, it was, there was a lot in it. Um, I don't know what can, t- can be, I don't know what can be taken from it from either side. I think Hearts will obviously be very disappointed they didn't take the um, take all points because they were, for s- certainly at least an hour, the better side. They had the better chances. Um, they had a couple of chances to to extend their lead um, that they didn't take, and um, and it came back to bite them. But I I don't know if we know too much about either side from it. Tony. Um. Yeah, I, I, I sort of agree. I think I think Nielsen got a bit carried away with uh, dominated fully. I mean, Nielsen placed the gallery now, <laughs> and, and and I don't blame him because he's got that because um, he wasn't like much loved um, for for previously, and he always has that sort of thing hanging over him that some fans aren't with him. I don't actually think it's even stupid of him um, to do it just to say what he thinks the your sort of knuckle draggers in the support will, will really like. And, 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 I, and I think, I actually think it's smart management. I mean, there's other managers who never do that. They're always too honest. When you've got, you've got a game to play, it's like you're actually playing a game, try to get people on side. So I think he, but truly, but I do think Hearts, I think for the first 20 minutes, Hibs were probably the better team and Hibs started really fast. But you see the, the youth in the Hibs team is, uh, there's a bit of contradiction I'm going to say now is because when Hearts scored, Hibs, Heats were down. It took them about 10 minutes to even start to put themselves back into the game. Uh, and then, obviously, Hibs created a couple of chances towards the end of the of the first half. But, uh, what worried me is like quite how much Hibs were all over the place when the second half mm-hmm. started. And Hearts, for those first 15, 20 minutes, uh, should they put the game to bed? That was the, the moment for, for the game to be killed. And Hearts created a lot of chances during that period. And just, they broke, what one thing I impressed with Hearts is they broke with so much purpose. Every time that they broke, it was so well choreographed and aggressive and they were driving in and everyone was making the, the correct decisions. So you think Hearts are, they look like a team that has been together for a while and have just added little bits rather than sort of reinventing the wheel. So the guys come in are quite comfortable. And then Hearts done. Hearts legs started to go, yeah, um, severely. I think, and I think what they done quite well is that when Boyle came on, they killed the game. Hearts quite well. It was rolling about the floor. 
try to take time, stopping the crowd, obviously, who've got really, really excited about Martin Boyle. And they'd done that. But then I think once, I think it was Haring was sort of done and he'd paid to a, a good game. Hibs managed to get that. And I will say, though, if, I mean, shoot another foot. Hibs sort of should kill a game and then lose an equaliser with the last thing. It'd be all you'd be reading about is Hibs bottling it again. Yeah. It would be the, mm-hmm. that would be the narrative and it would be strongly pushed by pretty much everyone. Uh, and that doesn't seem to be the case when it's hard, even though there is, I think there is a large case. But the exciting thing is, is obviously seeing the two goals, are, they're very avoidable for, for different reasons, but they still have huge amounts of quality in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's something to, to be really excited. And then obviously with, with what happened at the end of Martin Boyle, it's just like, it's it's pure romance. It's, yeah. pure, it's, it's football. It's why you go. It's what you're into. And anyone who couldn't, so I'd see that even at like, it's just like guys signing at 10 o'clock at night, the night before he's a returning hero and it's just fucking rock and roll, man, isn't it? And then he's coming on, he's, he's no other pre-season going by his Instagram. He's been in the pub for five weeks. Um, <laughs> and obviously he's doing the interview about the, the, the macaroni and chips and the, the strawberry. Yazoo's yazoo's. Guy's not ready. I mean, it's clear to see he didn't, he looked slow. He did. He didn't wait. Yeah. And get Cochrane sort of like had him quite easily. Uh, but it was just like narrative must happen in Scottish football. Like, there's no no one can stop it. The power of narrative will never be stopped in Scottish football, and it just it just had to be. Um, but there's well, maybe going into more detail about something, but that would be my overview of of, of the game. Yeah, and from the heart's point of view, it was hugely hugely frustrating to to concede with the last kick of the game and to just feel as well because yeah, the, the substitutions. I agree with your point, Tom. I think. I don't want to just come across as a Nielsen defender, but I kind of feel like I have to be kind of these days. Even though I've never really been a, the, the biggest fan of him, I really have to be just because there's too many ridiculous Hearts fans now who say he should be sacked after literally every time we don't win. Um, <laughs> that I just feel like I have to because otherwise there's just too many. There's too many people who just never. I've, I've never forgiven him for 2016. I never will, the regardless of what Hearts do, <laughs> unless Hearts win a cup or the league. That's that's all I can really actually think that can happen for the fans to go. Okay, now we're fully behind you, um, but I do. You could maybe criticise him for for moving away for the formation to replaying the four four two. It was working pretty well, especially at the start of the second half when when they had Hibs penned in. And I did think the subs maybe came a bit. You can maybe say I think the main criticism is that it probably came too early, where you can maybe just kind of try for ten minutes longer to press home your advantage. And to be like, right, let's let's try and win this game, and then we can maybe shift it and see things out. But while I was initially concerned when they moved, uh, when they changed the formation, they still had the chance through Nathaniel Atkinson that if Rocky Bishuri doesn't make a very good block, that's almost certainly a goal. And th- there was still the opportunity there, but mainly they just still controlled things completely. Like I just after the change, I was like initially a bit concerned, and then within a five minutes, I was like, no, nah, they've still got this. Like they might have taken away some impetus and attack, but. They still look, you know, just completely comfortable on defence. It doesn't look like Hibs are going to create anything, let alone score. And yeah, yeah, you're right. They just got out. They just ran out of legs in the last ten minutes, and it's it's a bit of a concern that, with with having to play Thursday Sunday coming Thursday, up. And, Sunday, and your legs are already going in a game before you got that happening. I would say that is on the face of it a bit worrying because, like, like Yuan, for example, he's doing that in the ninety fifth minute where he's like basically bursting past someone to get to the byline. And that's the thing, that's the maybe, the, the the excuse I can maybe give them is that Hearts, Hibs have had 
six competitive yeah, games yeah. and Hearts have only had two and I think there is like you can maybe roll your eyes at that but playing in the intensity of an actual match gives you higher fitness levels than anything else you could do as a professional footballer but it's much higher than doing it pre-season because you're just running a lot more and it's just it is the intensity of the thing because it's not only it's not only physically exhausting it's mentally exhausting as well when you have to be that switched on all the time but the flip side to that is that just what you said. Eli Yuhan, he's not had a full preseason, and he was still going at it in the ninetieth minute. I know it's a bit different when you're protecting something rather than chasing something, and you maybe find those extra levels of reserve. But it is still a concern for us. But to me, the kind of main reason was it's still too too shallow a squad for wanting to want to do this. Well, season. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Why is it lacking numbers? Another forward was exactly what Hearts were crying out for. Somebody to come on and be a different option up front. Maybe either somebody who could run in behind and really stretch hips or somebody that could add the ball up and they had nobody on the bench. Well, that's what I, I said this before the game when we were... I mean, I, I was down at the shop at quarter ten in the morning waiting to get in with a bunch of children to buy a hip strip. <laughs> and then, and then uh, went and met friends to have a drink in the park uh, because the pubs weren't open. Uh, and I was saying that when the team came out, I was like, oh, firstly, I'm surprised that Nielsen's went... Um, quite slow attacking and, and changed his shape that he never he's never he done never, that never did last season in fact uh, he changed back yeah, yeah. Hearts were playing well back four and, and two up front basically last season until the derby at Tynecastle uh, and then he changed back to the back three because I spent the entire first half raging that he'd gone back to the back three and then Hearts scored in the ed, ed, end of the first minute, half yeah. and then the start of the second <laughs> half and everyone was fine um, so that, that that was a shot but then that, the one thing I did say when people look at oh that's a good team I was like well the only thing is is like that's, that's Hearts there yeah. that's mm-hmm. it done there's nothing else to be. There's nothing else to change that up. So that's going to have to win them at before the 70th, 80th minute. I, I consider ended, ended up coming on at the same time, but it was initially it was just Boyle standing there and Sibic standing there. I was like, hmm, <laughs> this is one team getting substantially more improved and one team getting weaker. And <laughs> um, in terms, uh, so individuals from from a Hibs point of view, I think. But I do have to say a bit about Rocky Bashuri in general yep. mm-hmm. um, this yeah. season. I mean, the first two games he was good. He was good in the League Cup by by all accounts in the games that I didn't see. And, and he's been, he's had a pretty flawless start of the season so far, except from not knowing the bookings lead to suspensions. Yeah, yeah, but that's not his job, <laughs> not man. His fault, it was someone else. He, <laughs> someone he else is fault. The I do think in a League Cup tournament, in a tournament, you get booked twice. You should maybe at least go. By the way, <laughs> is, is there any chance that this makes it means I'm suspended? <laughs> That's an admin error, man. Let the boy just wants to concentrate on his football, and he's doing a good job of it, mate. Um, because he, like, um, I think he's been better than Porteous in, yes. in, in the last couple of games. Porteous had he, he had a few great passes, but I thought some of his passing was a bit wayward at times. Yeah. And Bashuri in both games, he's been really strong. His passing's actually been pretty good. He still looks a bit shaky at times. You're still waiting for the error, which will come. Because um, like he done a couple yesterday where it's like he let the ball bounce and then he's fresh air, fresh airs it, and he got away. But on the whole. He looks really solid. He looks much improved on on last season, which always tells something about positionally he's, much, much, yeah, much, 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 much improved. So, like that's that's good for Hibs, and maybe it's stuff for that that that's maybe they're not so worried about the centre half. Even though I really hope that that's still gonna gonna come in. Um, and Yuan, I think, was too keen to impress. He's just desperate for a goal, so he's been a bit greedy. He wasn't making the right decisions, but you can see how much he will be able to hurt yeah. teams he's got. Very so impressive in the first half. Loads of talent, can go in beyond, he can come short. He like looks like the full sort of package. I'd imagine 
ideally for Hibs now that Boyle's back, it's going to end up when Kevin Nisbet comes back that they'll turn into a front three and you and I'll, I'll move to left. That that would be my guess. And looking at the size of Kevin Nisbet now, if, if anyone's seen that, you would hope that his back to goal would be very good. And he's, Nisbet at his best did have a very good touch and he used to love touch and then diagonal passes. That was like, like a move that he likes to do. So with that as a front three, that all works and the balance and the blend, so that's something to be excited about. But still, they just there has to be a new midfielder that comes into Hibs. That the midfield, it's not that they're all rubbish. Even though I, people, I think anyone listening to this knows my feelings about Josh Campbell. Um, even though I think Campbell had one of his better games actually, and this one, but everyone wants to do the same thing. Everyone, yeah, the, same. the midfield is really what's holding Hibs Work, back. Work, I think workman like midfield. Uh, I think I guess what's holding Hibs back from being a very good team this season, uh, and I think that's what ultimately will ultimately do. Think that, that Hearts, we, we have to see. How how they're going to fare with playing Thursday to Sunday and whether they're going to be basically like Dundee United where, where this past weekend and have a hangover from the European games because that will hamstring a lot. So, But I would still say that I think Hearts are the, are the better side than Hibs and I think that the only thing that really holds Hibs back is that midfield is just not very good. McGuinness is never, ever, ever going to be fit enough to play 20 games, even 20. I don't think he will. Um, so I think Hibs, now they've got Boyle, I just think they think that maybe just, you know, as well just pushing the boat out further. You've already done it. You've already got this guy back. You've got the fans now on side, excited. Things that they come from from these two games, Hibs haven't played really well, but the momentum, you can't recreate those feelings on the training pitch. You can't prepare that. That's something that has to just, those moments have to happen. Now the fans have a bit of unity. They've got Boyle back, so the fans, like, the, the sort of, the hierarchy in the club that's been under a bit of pressure to go to stick. Now everyone loves, there's a bit of love about that. So now everyone's sort of facing the right direction. And I think you really, I would just go for it now. Mm-hmm. And because and, now we've, we've earned things that maybe people might say we didn't deserve, blah, blah, but that doesn't matter. They've happened. You've gained the momentum. Now there's a, can be a bit of belief. So I'd say go, go for the juggler now and get like, get that player. And then you look at the team and go, it's actually a pretty fucking good team. Because uh, Chabby down the left back is, is, is a real player. Real Martin, player. Martin Boyle coming back makes all the summer business look pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, and and it's weird because without him, it looks like there's still big holes in the team. It still it looks like there's a lot of question marks over there. Well, without him, it means that Bojang or Yar Tavares is going to have to play a lot. And now they don't have to. And yeah, it's well, fine. <laughs> but but it, it suddenly makes the, the whole balance of the, the business that's done look significantly better. And like you say, you know, like it, it, it gets fans off the, the backs of... The administration, but it 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 makes a, the the deals that were kind of like six and sevens out of ten suddenly look it bumps them up or not? Yeah, I mean, if you've got if Chabby looks really good at left back, Yuan looks like like he's going to be a player, and Yad Boyle, then you start David Marshall. It seems like David Marshall. Then you've got four players that have really, really, really improved the team, yeah. <laughs> and then mm. even if the rest of them aren't that good, four out of ten can possibly. As I said if Hibs sign one, if they get the midfielder right and they go and get it, suddenly I think well that's five huge improvements uh, because like Henderson gets lost out wide. He, he's not got. He needs. He's a player that needs to find space. That's it. If he gets out wide, he's forced to play against people, and, the, and he just got bullied at times. So that's that's not going to work long term. So I think. There's well, a bit of luck. Kibbs have had a bit of luck at the start, which is what you need to think when you've got the new manager. And now there's, I said, you can't earn these without that luck. You can't get this feeling without it. So I'm really hope that the club can sort of take advantage of of it now. Right, so we should probably move on. Uh, let's move. Actually, before we do, let's uh, just hear these messages first. Right now, we shall go. I like how we just don't bother with all the off-field stuff that happens. <laughs> <laughs> Cocker's got chips in his shoulder and named his <laughs> 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 Do 
people running on the pitch, which is, don't care what anyone says, class. <laughs> I liked uh, the, there was the, what looked like a father and son in the in the Hearts goal at the Hearts penalty area after the goal <laughs> and they were just walking hand in hand <laughs> there was, mate the game's not finished yet there was some very good like under under tens given fingers as well <laughs> yeah. I love that I love uh, that that, yeah, was, like, that warms my heart uh, yeah. you've been raised right so. oh there was, there was you hand going up to Halkett basically giving it the Euro mouth aye <laughs> because Halkett was giving him a lot of shit was pretending to give him the ball aye. and then throwing it over his head and stuff like that so obviously he's and then he's managed to rinse them eventually and then I didn't see it at the time but I saw the photo today that Hibs posted David Marshall uh, turn around to the Hearts fans just with his arms spread aye, the well, he ran over at the East stand going out and then he came back and, and done that which was it's all, it's all good fun it's exactly what you want i don't yeah. care what anyone says anyway let's go to motherwell nil sorry wait what i've written this down wrong let's go to motherwell one st johnson two i think the game at far park with another very late goal this one coming via stevie may after there's already been a late goal at the other end with motherwell equalizing through graham carey it means that st johnson are off the mark and a result that i mean even though it's Motherwell, and we don't have a lot of respect for Motherwell being any good. I think it's a result that a lot of people didn't see coming, especially after it went uh, one each in injury time. But Motherwell just really kind of shooting themselves in, in the foot in this one. I watched this game. Um, what, would, what I will say is that there's still a couple of very not good teams. Like um, most, <laughs> I don't think you're going to get much argument here. <laughs> most of most of the work that St Johnson did. So the first half, so the first kind of couple of chances they had. So Motherwell started with the four three threes. They've played pretty much the entire time under Graham Alexander, and Stevie Hamill's kept it as well for maybe good reason because when your squad's built in a manner to suit a certain system, then you kind of have to go with it. With it, does it suit the system? Mother- Motherwell, <laughs> basically, basically, Motherwell. Well, that's the question. But I don't know if there is a system that suits that team. Uh, but Motherwell need to get a man. Need to decide their manager soon. Whether it's Stevie Hamill, whether it's somebody else, need to decide their manager soon and bring in some players who've got a bit more creativity because they dominated a lot. Of, but let me go back to start. So it's four three three. To, to begin with, the the midfield three really seemed quite far apart. So. Sean Goss was on the left, Blair Spittle was on the right, and Barry Maguire was in the centre. So it meant like a lot of room for Maguire. But St. Johnson's first two chances, he was basically dispossessed in midfield because he just got, got swarmed and, and didn't react quick enough, but also didn't really have the kind of support that you would maybe expect him to have. They changed that for the second half, and Motherwell really dominated possession. It was Sean Goss in the deeper role this time, and he was acting like the quarterback, spraying passes everywhere. And they really did him, St. Johnson, in for long periods. But the problem is, is that despite doing that, they still, I think, created two chances before it's an own goal in stoppage time from a corner that eventually gets the back of the game. And the corner came about from Sean Goss having a pot for distance that was deflected wide. Like, there was still just such a lack of, for all the possession they had and all the kind of territorial, territorial advantage they had in the second period, it was still just quite poor. and It's quite so exciting, though, maybe if you're a Motherwell fan, the fact that they're actually keeping yeah. some sort of possession because under Alexander... <laughs> but they still they, need create, creative yeah, players. Yeah, yeah, but they, they, I, think, I think I saw a stat that they, Graham told me the stat that Motherwell made more passes in that game than they ever did in any game under Alexander. So <laughs> I'm not surprised. Instantly, with Ham, one week of Hamill's training, there's uh, already a change, which makes you think that those players didn't want to play the, no. the fact they've been able to switch and change instantly um, means that they probably were, were keen not to to do it. They probably don't like getting shouted to their faces. I, 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 I would, well. al- I, would also, <laughs> I would also caveat that with it. it. 
it was against St. Johnston <laughs> and St. Johnston scored in like the, what, the 25th, 26th minute, something like that. Who, and, and they seemed fairly happy to sit. Like St. Johnston played this game Game two of 38, as if it was like game 37 of 38. Well, and they really needed week. to win. They really, really <laughs> needed to win to stay alive. And, and you know, great. And that is not a criticism. I loved it. And, uh, Davidson's a, a shite bag of the highest order. And that's a compliment. Again, there's also a compliment. He is the, uh, the, one of the most defensive teams of, to say, for an opening two weeks when there's normally optimism. Um, to see them like they just sit in against anyone, the Motherwell, yeah, Hibs, a Hibs team that are in transition that anyone doesn't. So it means what they're going to do when they play Rangers. I mean, like, the, 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 sub <laughs> the sub ultimately worked out because he scored the winning goal, but I didn't like it for most for you know twenty nine thirtieths of the time that Stevie May was on the pitch. It, it made them weaker because that was all they really had was the kind of long ball to bear. To bear How was he? He was a handful in the air. I mean that's something. Yeah, he's got, he's well, got, he's, he's, he creates He's like a he's like a as well. He's like a rolling fifty p piece. Mm. Like it's like you don't know where it's going to bounce. It's done, like, but it it's got momentum. And if you can get the momentum up, then it's hard that to was, defend against. But. That that was poor defended for Motherwell for the opening goal, and it was again at the end. So yeah, set pieces it doesn't go well for them. But with the ball back over the top, that's sometimes hard. But I'm kind of more focused on what initially led to it. Just a high ball forward for St. Johnson to the left wing. Bevis Mugabe goes up to try and win it. All he ends up doing is disrupted Paul McGinn's attempt to try and win it. Uh, the ball goes behind and uh, I can't remember the St. Johnson player who it was, but is able to force the ball off McGinn for a corner. But Mugabe just good it goes along and just... He's, he's secretly rubbish in there. If you actually look at his stats, <laughs> but I get everybody thinks he's good in there because he's like about six foot five and looks quite imposing and can be quite imposing, but I think he's like... I think last season, like his aerial duel percentage was like fifty-five or something. That's shite. Mugabe is a conundrum player. You don't really know, like, because he's got people think he's a bomb scaring shite, and other people think, oh, but he, he he's quite good. And when he has his good days, he's he, he is really impressive when you watch. But again, it's one of those things you don't want. Uh sort of inconsistent, wild <laughs> yeah. centre half. It's not the place that you want and, that sort of an enigmatic <laughs> centre yeah, half. Not what you're looking it's for. Not really what you're looking for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't know how much there is. I, 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 anything else you guys have done? Um, it, it's, it's good fun when an equaliser goes in and the other team goes and you're like, well, look look at the scenes, unbelievable scenes. They've managed to get away with it and straight up the other end. And like, um, and even worse defending for the second one, just like, uh, I, I don't know what was, there was so many chances to clear their lines. and like <laughs> the, ball, the ball goes into the box four times before it, like, it, and Stevie May just swings a leg at it and, you know, fair enough. But the, yeah. Oh, it's, but it's so scenes though. It's like, so good. I say this this the yeah. start of this um season, uh I was talking about this earlier, it's been really fucking good. Uh I don't know, like I think the teams are better. I've, I've got that, even though I know there's St. Mirren, St. Johnston, Motherwell, mm, better so it's better than having nine shite teams like we had <laughs> last season. So um <coughs> but the excitement the last minute goals has seemed to happen in about five games already. Uh, out of like 12 <laughs> the 12 <laughs> matches that have happened and uh, the away crowds look good St Johnson looked like they brought a fair whack of fans when, when the considering when, how like how shite they were low Morales yeah, uh, yeah and it looked like they had the same amount of fans at that away game as at the home game that I went to when, when Hibs were there um, and again just so they, all the games I'm watching the crowds look good obviously it's summer 
and there is so much drama already in, in all these games. And that was Stevie May as well. He's the he's the the, the he's the son of St Johnston, isn't he? You know, yeah. what I mean? <laughs> he's came back, and it's like it's all people get misty eyed talking about Stevie May. They'll just forget the years of shit. And uh, when when they, when, they, when, you're, when there's granddads talking about him in the future, but uh, they'll be able to see that and him whipping his top off if they score a last minute goal and the fans are going wild. It's it's nice to see. He's a rock and roll. That, I've not seen it in so long when him just bounding away with the long hair and the shirt off. Like it's just to be something we used to see really really regularly. Yes. For what the, the rock star look? What's his back tattoo? It looks like Steve-O's tattoo from Jackass, and he's got his own face <laughs> on his back. It did look like because that's it, like. I, that looked like a, a, a new tattoo of a person's face. <laughs> I hope it is. Stevie May, it's like, he's kind of like the prodigal, it's like this prodigal son story, but it's almost like he was, he was just, stayed away. <laughs> he, was, he was so, so great to begin with. That it's like, he's like, he'd, it's like somebody who'd done so much for for your family. And then he goes away with best wishes and he comes back. And he's like a drug addict and a fuck up. <laughs> and you get to look after him. <laughs> you still like love him completely, wholeheartedly, like you're, you're his mother. <laughs> he can still do no wrong, despite the fact he does wrong pretty he's much the, most times he's on the pitch. He's the Liam Gallagher, like he's like he's had the, this historic, you know, he's, he's written in history for whatever he does. And if he rocks up with kind of a tribute act and goes through, and a very occasionally plays one of the ones that you've, plays a hit, everyone's like, oh yeah, you were part of that? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but Carey and Murphy, they get the they, they. I mean, I was slagging off the um, the recruitment, but they've basically won them the game. They've got an assist yeah. and a goal out of the out of the two of them. So he'll be he'll be he'll be chuffed to that. But that'll not happen a lot. No, it won't. <laughs> no. <laughs> definitely won't. You'd have to take them up like nuts, like a squirrel for the harsh winter. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't. Like they really, they really didn't do much at all in the second half. It was. Yeah, there's still there's still a lot of problems there. <laughs> right, let's move on to our that did quite happen. In, well, one of them happened in injury time, I think. But the uh, the dramatic goal didn't happen in injury time. But it was still very late. Uh, Celtic had to survive a bit of a scare at uh, Ross County by eventually winning three goals to one with Moritz Jens scoring the the crucial goal to put them back in front with five to go before Abada sealed it in injury time after Alex Jatovicki had cancelled out Kyogo's opener. Tony, you watched this one? Yes. Um, I'm going to start with Ross County briefly. Uh, I was really impressed. Not just... I know that's an easy thing to say when you're sort of... They hold Celtic till late to say, oh, they're, they're really well organised. But there was there was parts of it that were that were really, really impressive. They... They, they sort of you can see this is a team that's really like unified in, in the way that they work. So when they're doing the press, for, for example, they, when they press was really impressive. It was like you could see the trigger moments that's happening when they were coming over the halfway line. It was hitting a certain player, and they would go, and the strikers would would drop off. But then you see Connor Randall because he was the closest. If the ball went back and they were pressing, he would go even though he was the fullback. So normally you think of it as like a really against Rangers Celtic rigid systems, but it wasn't like that the way County did. They everyone knew to slot in at different points to midfield, all taking turns to do the professional fouls and stuff like that. And just like Livingston a bit, is it once against Rangers, once they decided to take a little poke at Celtic, they were able to to cause them bother. Um, so if I was a county fan, 
I would be really impressed with the work that looks like it's going on a train. I mean, we've said this now, Tom's said that so many times. I mean, he's a lot of things, Malcolm McKay, but he's certainly not a bad football manager. Uh, and he's got that team. There's, I say Randall's someone I give a lot of stick to uh, on here, but I was quite impressed. I mean, he put in a power of work and he was trying his fucking socks off to stop John. It's not an easy shift. He would have slept like a baby uh, and he was putting in some... <laughs> or, or kept up all night by the fact that Jota still had three assists. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's just like so much you ask because I still thought he played pretty well. But again, just Jota's just so good. He's just going around, do whatever he wants. Jota, just absolutely just incredible football. <laughs> he's, he just, he's now affecting... It's going to be one of those guys where he, he's going to get a goal or assist in every single match. That's what I can see happening this season. It's going to be fucking annoying. Um, but Baldwin, he looks such a, he's a really, really strong player. I think they've clearly worked because defence was woeful for, for what did they not concede the most uh, last season, even though there were some absolute Humpty Dumpty teams. Um, <laughs> and they finished sixth. Yeah, like, so you think that they had yeah, a yeah. good season on paper, but actually they conceded shit tons of goals. And I don't see that happening again. Now Baldwin looks really comfortable as the as the main centre half. He's proactive. Yakoviti getting a goal. I think he's done that a few times against Celtic, strangely enough. Uh, and as I think you saw last week that Purrington looks a looks yes. a decent find down the left back. Um so like I, I was impressed a lot when you could just see that as a well, well drilled team and not just they weren't just hanging on. It wasn't just like rigid, boring hanging on. They they were really it was quite interesting watching how they were how they were dealing with Celtic. Uh, Jens, let's go on to him. He scored that on his debut. It's going to be annoying. It's just another fucking massive <laughs> Celtic centre half who's good on the ball. You're just like, so now there's two of them. They were just like two M and Vickers and brushing people off, carrying the ball forward. He can ping the ball in the midfield. They just, the minute I saw him, I was like, oh, that's a Celtic centre half. Tony, one of my highest picks in our, our fantasy draft was Carl Starfelt. Should I, should I be worried? Uh, but one thing, Jens, one time he got okay, Hula. Huula, the the striker, um, the one the one time he, he got isolated, Jens, he got booked because he struggled with the, and he got round them. So I, I was really impressed with Jens, but I do have to say that obviously it doesn't happen a lot when you play for Rangers and Celtic that you get isolated with a one on one with a with a striker to go past you because you have the ball for so often. And he did just fall over and, and, and take a book. He didn't deal with it well at all. So that was one thing. I was like, hmm, well, I'd be interested to see how that forms in the coming weeks but he certainly looks like a much bigger unit than Starfelt he was better on the ball than than, than Starfelt he just looked every inch a Celtic as I said the minute I saw him I was like that's a Celtic centre half it's like there's just so much more to his game than all the other centre halves in the league you can see it right away obviously at set pieces he's a colossus there, there was a point when one of the there was a camera angle from one of the Celtic corners where it was like at corner level and he's like a full head higher than whoever it was that was in front of him and you're like if I just aim it kind of that way <laughs> then that guy's head is huge uh, and he's like a good six inches taller than whoever he's, he's marking yeah I and I kind of thought he would be I, I I don't know, like based on absolutely nothing, I thought he'd be the one that was like, yeah, he's going to be shite this season. He's going to be, he's going to be the weak link. He's going to be the one that you're, is like a good pub quiz answer in years to come. But he looks like he's going to be annoyingly good. Um, Straight away, like Rolls Royce thing. Yeah. Like, those, and, those cliches swing in your mind to say, you say, oh, fuck. And, and Starfelt had a rough time at the start of last season, but really came onto the game and sort of, and by the end of the season, you saw what they were looking for. Um, but Jens has immediately come in and looks like he can play and 
he's tidy. He had a couple of scares when he got, I think we, we were just talking before we came on, there was a couple of times that he, he had a couple of scares when he got isolated and people were running at him. That's not going to happen very often. Um, but it was a, it was an actual contest. It was a, for a good... Just county picking and choosing when to, to go. So they, they, look, they look like a... Uh, it was like an intelligent sort of. Perf- I know they got beaten. That's really, but there was an intelligence in their, in their yeah. decisions. And they, for for a team that has no points so far this season, they don't look like they're going to be in bother this year. I think most like every signing they've made, I've been like, don't know who that is. No idea who, who they're bringing in and, and why. But they've obviously brought in for a system. They had uh, Randall was good. Perrington was good. Cancola was good. He was good. Um, yeah. Quite handsome, Cancola as well. The, Always helps. Um, does. And I think they, they... You have more respect for the handsome players, naturally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, not only are you... You should admit, it's true. I've got, I've got huge respect for like a, a really good footballer who's really handsome and a really good player who's really fat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can live that lifestyle, you're, you're yeah. you know, one or, one or the other. Um, but yeah, they, they, they had more clearances than anyone else. Um, like, I think it was 40 clearances in all, which is like 12 more than Kelly had against Rangers, for example, in a similar, similar kind of game. So they, they were, they worked really hard. They, Malcolm McKay said after the game, like they are obviously frustrated that they didn't get anything out of it. But if they set up and play like that against most teams, they will cause them, they will cause them problems. And, and Celtic were worried for a good 20 minutes, Um, especially after, when when Yakovi equalized, um, it was end to end, and it was a proper, you know, there were haymakers being thrown. <laughs> he's um, he, he he doesn't look. He looks like he's going to use his squad because he made some changes for the for the Hearts game. Even Edwards like dropped to it, even though people were sort of raving about him as well last week. And they made double changes at at half time in this game. So obviously Mackay's got a lot of faith in in the whole squad, and, he, and he's he's going to be happy to use it, which isn't always the case. I think sometimes you see teams and they only use like fourteen guys. That doesn't look like it's going to be. And quickly back to Celtic, I said that. that's the goals are still up. The two of the goals are very high quality, man. Like when they sell the, they're huffing and puffing, but when they've they've still been able to score two really, really fucking like the first goal with the cutback Fury Ashley, yeah. they managed to get there. Um, they'll be disappointed, Ross Scout, because it's the poor filet law, the clearance when it goes over the top, which leads to the corner, which leads to the to the second goal. But then that third goal for Abada, man, the, the quickening up of the passing at the edge of the box and then him just doing up what's feel like a nearly a 360 spin and just curling it into the, the corner. <laughs> that, that's I It was all so fast I could barely even watch it. Um, <laughs> So like really FIFA stuff, you know, just zip, 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 zip. Uh, and then and then they've won the game. So it's like they are going to be so hard to fucking stop because County were good, man, and they worked hard, and it all made sense to me. And they've still banged in three goals when they can take off when they can take on Abada and Jackamakis, and you know the the. The, the attacking options they've got are just daft <laughs> at, at the moment. It's, it's really it is it's really daft. I, I mean, we were just chatting before that the the acid test will be whether they need someone for six games, eight games in Europe to anchor that because I don't think they've got that at the moment. And in the league, there's no need for it. Like they they might as well play with effectively five or six attacking players, oh. if you're, including the fullbacks. Is a bit more of a question mark in in Europe. Can you unleash all of that <laughs> attacking threat and just go right? Deal with this huge hole gaping not, off the middle of you. But but have a yeah exactly. So I'm I'm not sure they have that bit. But, but they it's really hard to cope with them when they're doing this. 
Ross County are one team that have no points from two games. The other team is St Mirren. They look good in defeat against Motherwell the other week, but they were beaten 4-1 by Aberdeen at Pataudry. Although it has to be said that the roof caved in as soon as Declan Gallagher was set off for his second booking inside 27 minutes, 23 minutes. Uh, and uh, yeah, that led to a penalty, which Aberdeen took. And then, yeah, <laughs> a comfortable yeah. afternoon for Jim Goodwin's side. I mean, it could have been comfortably seven. It they were Samir Samir actually started well. They they um, they looked decent uh, from attacking. The, the, the kind of fullbacks looked decent. Then Gallagher. I mean, that, there's an argument that he was lucky to stay on the pitch for the foul um, on on Coulson and that he got his first booking for. Um, he then gives away a penalty shortly after that. There's some debate about whether it was intentional or not. I mean, for mind you, said Gallagher was going to be all right. So <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't think and I mean, right. th- this must have been what, like he, you know, he he made a big point in the summer of saying, just because I'm leaving doesn't mean that I wasn't up to playing. It does uh, at that level. Like, it, I mean. This was <laughs> this was the best game he's had for Aberdeen at Pataudry <laughs> by significant a, a significant length. and and from the point that the penalty went in, um, they absolutely collapsed. It was three 0 at half time. Um, it could have been more. They they kind of rallied a little bit in the second half when they got a penalty and it was it was three one. But um, Aberdeen still had a, it had had more chances and the the pace that they were breaking at. The, the interplay between the front, I mean, it was effectively a front five, really, when... Um, when What kind um, of player is Ramadani exactly? Is he like um, a proper he, holding he, player? He, or? He, was, he was my man of the match. I think he's a proper, like, midfield centre. Like, he, he's... Um, An eight. They're going to use like, the numbers. Stuff. Yeah, like, he, he's... Uh, he can play an incisive ball. He can play... Um, he can switch play a lot. But he, he just everything stuck to him um, in the middle of the park. He was, he's calm and collected and he plays a simple ball when he has to, but he will arrive on the edge of the box as well. Like I, I wouldn't say he's especially more, more or less defensive. I think he's right in the centre of the park midfielder. But it's um, really, just really interesting because if you've got, if we can move now that you've got Stuart and Scales, obviously Scales wasn't able to play against Celtic. So McCrory moving forward, that's, because McCrory's good at that. He plays in the defence midfield role, but he's a ball carrier. He can drive. And you're telling me Ramadani can play in that role, but also he can play forward incisive passing. If, that, if I'm an Aberdeen fan, that's really exciting. Because these are guys are hard to come by, man. These, as I, I was talking about Hibs earlier. It's like you've got all these sort of one-paced, all doing similar things, playing defensive midfield roles. Celtic, we're talking about, they can't find the right type of defence midfielder that they could also use in the league. Because the good ones that you need to play forward for them to be worthwhile in the league, and so they could use them in Europe. So if like Aberdeen have that base and they're good, that and then Zion in front of them, I mean, there's yeah, but worrying, doesn't it? There, there is. There's a lot of football in it. I think there's mm-hmm. a lot of football in the squad. Um, even like, I mean, when when Coulson went off injured, and Skills went to like Coulson was getting a lot of joy in the. He barely played. 15 minutes, I think played 15, 20 minutes before he went off. But he was getting a lot of joy down the left to start with. When he went off and Scales went to um, left back, he kind of thought, well, that's that's going to be that. But actually Scales just did exactly the same and was absolutely ripping it down the, the, the left-hand side. Um, I mean, the, there is the caveat that, that Gallagher was sent off and they did absolutely 
uh, St. Martin did absolutely cave in. Um, and Carson makes a bit, I mean, not just him done leaving the ball for Miofsky um, to just sort of throw a foot at it to make it 2 0. From that point on, it, it was a bit of a procession. But like I say, there's a lot of football in, in the team. Ramadani had a really, really good game. Johnny Hayes had a really good game, and I think it's only three or four. When will you slow down? Well, this is it. Like he's never lost his 30, pace. That's what I think. 34, 35 now. And, um, the pace is still there. It's still like the same sort of. He's well, not lost l- any of that. L- last season, he just didn't look like he did look like he was coming to the end of his career. He did look like. You can't, you can't really keep playing Johnny Hayes as like a left back or a left oh. wing back. You can't get back. But so far this season, he's just looked like 10 years have been taken off him um, with the caveats. What well, feeling you get when, when there's other good players abroad? Well, it might be. Well, and and, and there's space. When Gallagher leaves your club. <laughs> yeah, well, they're, they're, and they're, they're scared. And you're not the only one. That, <laughs> you're, you're not the only one that's running, I think. Like previously, it was like, <laughs> yeah, you don't have a waste of give time. it to him and run. Right? But like, I'm 35 years old. I can't keep doing this every single time. Um, but yeah, there, there were a lot of good play. There was a lot of good performances, and and Leighton Clarkson, who seems like, I mean, if the the goal was um, a great highlight, but he had a really good game all round for another one who was, I think, only registered at eleven o'clock in the morning and wasn't meant to come. He was only meant to get half an hour at the end of the game, but um, when um, when there was when Coulson got injured, they switched it around so McCrory went at the back line and he came into the middle of the park and was pinging passes was taking a touch was wanting the ball all over the place looks like he may or may not ever play at Liverpool's level but he looks like a player definitely that's come through learning yeah. from that I, 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 get, no, I think similar like what I was saying about Hibs about these things are happening early at the start is like Aberdeen obviously they get the Celtic game you need to get out of the way because you're not expecting it this one though Actually, I'm not saying it's, they wouldn't have won without the, the Gallagher red card, but it's that bit of luck that you suddenly then pump a team and then your 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 new striker gets a double. You bring a striker off the bench. He also scores the, the, the bad striker. You bring on your new like attack midfielder. He gets a goal and he's that again. Now, suddenly everyone gets excited about all these new signings. Everyone's got a bit of confidence and a bit of swagger. And I think yeah, that, that bit of luck that Gallagher's an idiot and, 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 you, and, you, and, you, and, you, and you get these opportunities to do that. Even Ramirez coming off the bench, getting 20 minutes. Uh, and, and, sort of, yeah, and a good great, assist as well. A good yeah, assist good. for the goal, which, I mean, did not see that coming. Um, so... <laughs> And then suddenly things look look really, really good right away and then there's a bit of excitement and then you get that momentum and it's just that faith that the fans want to go and then the big crowd. That just it, These things are so important at the start when it's a new manager and it's Aberdeen, they've spent so much fucking money that, I mean, a couple of bad results and Goodwin's heads on the block, you know, because yeah. mm. fans, that's, that's it. So that's a huge, huge sort of, the way they've done that is much bigger than even just getting the win. Yeah, and I think that it, it, it's still early days, and I think it will be interesting. Like there are, like I said, there's a lot of football, but there's a lot of quite neat, tidy, smaller players. So I don't know how they'll, they'll hold up to some of the more physical challenges, or, or you know, some of the teams if they park the bus. But it's it's promising. Is there anything else to be said for Simon before we move on? Um, they not really. <laughs> I mean, it, it's Did they it, still try. They try to play further. You were talking about they were playing quite a passing game. Yeah. Um, last week, did you did you see any elements of that in the first twenty minutes, for example? They they did early on, and they did try and get the ball wide, and they did try and they had a couple of they had a one like re, they had one really good chance, 
um, that they kind of scared scared the defence. But it was really hard to tell because they didn't have an awful lot before Gallagher went off. Um, and from that point onwards, they were just playing long and they were just playing the percentages, which makes sense. But um, I don't know, there, there's not a lot of creativity in that squad. Right, let's move on to the match that took place on Sunday. The other match that took place on Sunday with Dundee United losing 1-0 at home to Livingston. Not exactly ideal preparation to be playing as Ed Altmar this Thursday, but you wonder whether that match had some influence on United themselves. Tom, this is another one of the games you watched. <laughs> Thanks for, thank God you're here. Thanks, Thanks for coming, Tom. Tom, Tom. Thanks very much. Yeah, our AZ Altmar correspondent said... Um, <laughs> I, I think did, did they look like they had a hangover? They did. They really did. They uh, they looked like they were both kind of emotionally exhausted from the game and slightly playing within themselves. Mm. Um, they, I mean that that slightly taken credit away from from Livingston and especially Joel Newbley who just was unplayable. What a boy! Like he. He, I think he. I'm fucking I, terrified of him. He, he, is, he is absolutely, he absolutely terrified them. And like Ryan Edwards is very good in the air. He's he's very good in the air. And normally, and and against supposedly a superior opposition against AZ, he headed absolutely everything away. Nubly absolutely scared the shit out of him. Um, and won uh, most of the fifty fifties. And was taking the ball down and turning with he it. He can dribble and stuff. He can do everything and, apart for shoot. Well, there, there yeah. was, and there were they, they they sorely missed Charlie Mulgrew, who I assume was just rested for uh, with an eye on the European matches. But the Nupley was getting the ball down and turning and running and finding space. And Dundee he can sort of drift along the he can drift along the the front line as well. Yeah, you pick the ball. It's not like he's like normally these big guys. You like you don't even, if they if they're wide, everyone just wants to play the long diagonals and they want them ahead at the bot. But he can like bring it down and then he does the step over and dribbles past and putting crosses you like that. It's just like this guy's got so much in his arsenal. Um, and I said, if so, get a shooting coach down there because then Newbley's going to Newbley will be playing in the fucking English Premier League. <laughs> if, he, if he stops panicking, like he he. His his distribution's actually really good. If all he would do was distribute it at the goal or like at, at where the goalkeeper is not, then he would be, uh, you know, he'll be another couple of million pound player, um, because he he they did not know what to do with him at all. And I think that's what so- I said. I actually said that last night about Barry McKay. I was like, well, I don't understand why Barry McKay's not good at finishing. Just pretending you're doing a through ball. But yeah, 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 just, yeah, just but your target is in the back of the net. Yeah, <laughs> the last bit is like the I don't know the yips or something like that. Um, but. Yeah, and he keeps going into challenges, and you think he's lost the ball, and then he emerges with the ball. But um, so he was he was excellent. Um, Livy in general were very well set up, um, thoroughly deserved their win. I think there was some saltiness from the Dundee United Twitter account afterwards after a dominant display that he didn't emerge with. They weren't they weren't dominant. They they. Jack Latterly. Ross never seemed to sink that as well either. Well, Jack well, Ross was very much that we didn't pretty much didn't deserve to win. Uh, in the last kind of twenty minutes, they did start throwing things. Uh, they did. They they had a little bit more, and they had a couple of better chances. Um, Cujo when he came Kujo, on, yeah. who, uh, who looks a lot of fun. I think. Ah, yeah. it, like he incredibly quick and and small in a really good way like just scampering past players and and taking a hit and staying Shoots on his feet and shooting and shooting from yeah, all over like yeah. he, he he looks like he could be an awful lot of fun and he's only 18 years old he, he was he changed things an awful lot um but they were they were lackluster um 
didn't didn't clear their lines well. Didn't really put an awful lot to you know couldn't couldn't get anything going. Couldn't get Stephen Fletcher into the game. Um, couldn't get McGrath into the game. Um, yeah, uh, they and you know perhaps perhaps not that surprising given the the highs of a couple of days previous. Tony, you have some humble pie to tuck into, courtesy of Mr. Montano. Yeah, Mr. Montano, I certainly do, because there's another one. Uh, I like to give a bit of stick to But the mystique of him just completely died when I heard him talk as well. Like, you're not Colombian. <laughs> <laughs> that, name's, that name is not fitting for you. <laughs> like, they think the whole game was given away, the, 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 the Cockney accent or whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, what what? Yeah, it was a it was a great striker. I think he looked like he was actually he had a big impact on the game in general. I only watched the highlights, but I, I saw him. He was involved in a lot of it. Him and and Devlin uh, either side of the fullback. Devlin having the the most Devlin game I've seen, just kicking everyone and then pounding forward and getting an assist at the well, end of it. Well, maybe that's the thing with Montana because David Martindale signed him as a winger and he played mostly on the wing last season and he was pretty ineffective for, for the most part but kind. The, the season before he arrived at Levy he played fullback the entire time so maybe he is just better at fullback than he is further forward he was, he was really good in the first half yeah, yeah. Like he was really really good in the first half he was the best player on the pitch in the first half um, and they great they, they didn't know what <laughs> to do I everyone <laughs> played well and uh, like Montana and I've got my head to the all listen and care what I fucking think you <laughs> like to slag off Toby Simic right now <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say Barry McCann I'm sick of him he was good so I'm, like, I'm going to talk him up and he'll become shy I should have mentioned him in the derby because he was really really good in the derby wasn't he but um, have reverse reverse it no, he he, would, he had a, a really good first half, and, and apparently at time was told you're going to win this game for us. Martindale was like, you know, this and and did. It was a really really good <laughs> this goal. This is your moment. Yeah, start singing Marty McCutcheon <laughs> like a, <laughs> in a cockney act. <laughs> <laughs> what a picture! What an image! <laughs> I was just like. How can you sing this is your moment and uh, this is my moment or just turn it to this is your moment but in a Cockney accent. <laughs> Marty McCutcheon. I was like that. I was, mean, there'll be people again and my reference was, points are so fucking old now. That was, like, that was that, I know, right? <laughs> Who the fucck is my... She got ran over in EastEnders, all right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> About 25 <laughs> years ago. When I was a boy. Jeez, how long was that? Oh. <laughs> but again, that... that the Livingston again, similar to Ross County. I'm I'm quite excited. Maybe that the quality of the leagues went up quite a fair bit. I was I'm I sort of touching it briefly earlier on, but um, I think Ross County being impressed. I've watched them. I've seen Ross County and Livingston play the best teams that they could play, and I was impressed with both of them each time. And then Tom's obviously in Livingston. I went to Tannadice and got a win. We've also seen Dundee United beat Alkmaar, so we know that these teams are better. Obviously, there's been big changes, so it's I'm quite excited. But the season, I think everyone's been in it. It's been quite a lot of drama. At the start, there's better teams uh, to, to watch because I think last season is, was an all-timer in terms of a shit season. It really was. I think the worst season I've ever watched of the Scottish top flight, personally. Um, and that overall. So maybe I think... But now if it's like the investment in teams as well is hitting like Satanta levels. Satana, the, the Satana era uh, <laughs> levels, which I mean, that didn't end well either, but... I'll let the nerds deal with that. I'm going to do... I'm Sky, here. Sky are fine. I, I, I'm, I'm, foreign, I'm foreign names and goals, man. That's what that's what we're here for. And uh, I've got a feeling this season might be... We, we paid. We had to go through a lot last season of fucking Bournemouth trying to do these podcasts. So hopefully this one's going to be a, a brilliant one. Foreign names, even if they're like pretendy foreigners, like just Muscano. come in and they're like, oh, yeah, 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 I'm a... I'm a Uruguayan international, mate. 
the goalie this though. is my moment mate yeah. this is my perfect <laughs> moment, perfect moment. <laughs> Uh, Baghetti for the goal. I'm glad because I was I, I slagged him off in that season's one because I'm telling what I've done is for the season's one. Uh, I wanted someone to slag off. So I went to the Dundee. So I think the Dundee Night goal and I went to Wisecat. I just went to, right, then watch any other clips, but I think goals conceded. <laughs> and then built my entire mindset of this player based on goals conceded. You can literally do no right. <laughs> yeah. um, you judged a goalkeeper yeah, entirely. Like, I, need, I need someone to slag. I need someone to find someone. So that's what I went for. People get slamming these penalties, person. <laughs> Loser. But um, I did see a couple of the long range goals, but I watched. He was a bit, looked a bit off in his line, and that one. He just, I think they, they, they maybe done quite a decent analysis of it on the sports scene about him being glued to his line. So he was, he didn't move his feet well. His foot didn't look mm-hmm. normal when he was moving across. So it was a great strike, but the goalie should be saving. Uh, and now I have an agenda uh, against, <laughs> against this goalkeeper. So well, he's going to end up being brilliant. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll be apologising to him next week. <laughs> right, let's get to our final game, which is probably the more run of the mill fixture this weekend. That was Rangers 2, Kamarnock 0. Although Rangers did have to wait a wee bit to break the deadlock that came just shortly in the second half when Antonio Kolak getting the opening goal and then Alfredo Morelos came off the bench his first game since March and he scored the goal which wrapped up the points and got Rangers fans excited for Tuesday because without him it doesn't really feel like there's much chance of them overturning that deficit but with him in the team... You never know. It's a different kettle of fish when Morelos is, is there and he stands out like a sore thumb with that with that hairdo as well now. Brilliant. What that, a boy. That stupid haircut. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotta got love it though. Gotta love it when he does it. Did you watch it for that No, none that? of us watched this, did we? Uh, I've got well, Joel watched it. He was telling me some some little bits about it. He said that Rangers lacked any tempo uh, and, and, and they sort of absolutely zero play pace. Uh, but Tillman was absolutely outrageous, intelligent, great control and awareness, and he had a good understanding with Davis, who impressed again. So, yeah, like, it looks like maybe Matundo's going to have to play because that's their only sort of pace merchant at, at the moment in, in that team. So um, they've not really been convinced. Well, they've still got fascist Akala, but he just seems like he's on his way out. Yeah, yeah, and it just doesn't look like... Um, it's just been a, a really slow start from Rangers and not too dissimilar from, from maybe last season. Was that not quite like that as well when they, they had a pretty pretty slow start under Gerard? So yeah. they still win, but they're just not convinced. Yeah, looking a bit sluggish. And then obviously Malmo, the Malmo done what, what looks like might happen to them and here if, if, if they're not... If they're if they're not lucky, so I uh, maybe a bit. But if it if it finishes with them getting to the Europa League final again, I'm sure everyone will be all right. Uh, but Yilmaz, I think, had a bit of a, a a tough a tough start as well, apparently. Yes, although you and Taylor asked him for his thoughts of the game, he still he said he thought he looked quite nervy on his debut, and he he's young, eh? You do forget this, eh? So that that probably influenced the fact that he wasn't great on the ball, and he did struggle a little bit as well against Alabusi Alabusi. Alabuso. He struggled a bit with Kabanok's right wing back. Uh, and But he still said that he, he already looks at improvement on Barisic in terms of positioning and movement off the ball. <laughs> uh, Barisic is now pretty much, uh, it just seems like he's a special teams player in American football. <laughs> Bring him on if you need some crossing. <laughs> uh, that and talking of goalies and poor positioning for shots, Walker sort of like, Near, near enough outside the post <laughs> when Kolak oh, I'll just kick it in there then probably and Kolak still doesn't look very good but I think he's going to score a lot of goals in Scottish football 
Yeah, that's the same. It thing. depends on the chances he gets, obviously, because if Morelos comes in and plays, and Morelos does play most of the time, uh, and you don't know if Roof gets himself fit, then is he going to be back in the in the side uh, and able to play thirty games in a season? Then he might drop down the the level further. But if he plays, I can imagine he's going to get a lot of chances in games where Rangers are, you know, and he plays in between, either chasing a goal or or already winning in the last few minutes, and that's where he's going to get. He's, I think, he's really going to feast. And he's because he scored piece of that that one last week. The header that got the slow. So the chances he's had, he has taken them. He, he will bugger all else in the game, but that's what he's there for. He will get more than enough goals to for Rangers to sell him on and make a profit on him. Oh. At, at the very least, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure he's uh, so far. I mean, very early days, and I think this generally goes for the whole Rangers team. There are an awful lot of players there that have not played together for uh, you know uh, any amount of time. There, there's um, it is a very different squad to they had last season. Um, Lawrence looked all right. He had a he hit the bar from distance um, uh, in the first half. But I think there is still question marks over the personnel in the middle of the park and the sort of dynamic. Yeah, that's what I was going to... Because it's a positive and a negative that Stephen Davis was really good Yeah, and looked like a kind of missing piece of that Rangers midfield. It's not looked terribly balanced so far this season. And we'll make Joel happy after I basically called him a lunatic for having <laughs> Stephen Davis as his second best defensive midfielder in Scottish football last season, where he was sitting on the bench for the most part and, and you know, behind other Rangers defensive midfielders <laughs> who were in the team. Yeah. But it might have a point because it does look like it, it brought something to this game that Rangers had been missing. He was very intelligent in terms of his movement and passing and it looks like he should be staying in the side now. But the man is in his mid-30s, mid to late 30s actually. He's got to be at least 36 now, is he not? I think he's older than that. 37. Yeah, so it's not exactly somebody you can play every single week. So that's that's something that Van Bronckhurst has to get right. Because yeah, you can have him in for the majority of games. I'm sure he can still do that. Because he's a very intelligent player and even he's advancing years, he can still do a job. But you're going to need... He's not going to be able to play Wednesday to Saturday or Thursday to oh. Sunday. So you're going to have to figure something out. To Scott Wright as well, you know, a player that, that you know I'm, I'm a bit fond of, but I just don't think Rangers... Like, two games in a row where they've had Wright starting on the right wing. I think Wright can have a place in a squad. Yeah, But I would know with like, the opening days of the season and he's sort of your, one of your main attackers. That's not where you, where you want to be if you're Rangers, frankly. Hey, let's talk on Kelly. Derek McInnes There's nothing is, to go over the top though is Derek there? McInnes continues ways the system that he always does against both Celtic and Rangers Never wins Ma- hey, <laughs> Man mark everybody and it never ever works <laughs> <laughs> he was like, He'd Lafferty try to do it on Davis or something like, mm, yeah. Lafferty's not going to do that well is he? It, it worked really well in the two seasons that he had a better squad than Rangers, yeah. and I think there's almost something in in that. Like, if you're gonna go man for man, and you've got better players than the other team have, then it generally yeah, works. You make it a one but if you are going like to make a... every single one of those a one v one, and none of the players you've got are better than the players that you're <laughs> up against, then you know they really do need to have a have an off day. There was, it, like, Kelly did all right for the first half. They they frustrated and they did force they forced a couple of mistakes in the back line that I think the most concerning thing from Rangers point of view is that there there have been in in this game in the Livy game and in the, the European game there, there's been mistakes from Rangers trying to play the ball out from the back um, and Kelly did push them and, and force some of them but there weren't enough bodies committed forward to to really make there's not really any pace in that front of either so still, the Rangers able to push right up no bother there, there, it's, it still needs 
they still need bodies. That you know that that squad still needs. I just don't think it's that good. Eh? Another, everyone keeps telling me that they're like going to be going for the top six. I think it's maybe based on McInnes and that they get to results kind of guy. But when I look at the team, they're really over an armoured. I mean, they'll not be in trouble, but mm-hmm. I'm just like, I don't see how this team is going to be like sort of knocking on the door for the top six. I think, I think it, it, it depends entirely on like what. When we see them up against St Mirren and Ross County and no, no, no disrespect to those teams, the other ones that have got an eye on that could be top six sides mm-hmm. but might well fight relegation as well. If you can beat all of them and you can put around, then, you know, last season you needed, what, 30-something points to finish in the top six. It'd be a lot more than that this season, yeah. but they could theoretically... But at the moment, the squad's not the squad is not deep enough, um, and there is n- there's still a lot of championship players in it. Oh, looking forward to next week. I'm thinking that that goal from from Martin Boyle. It's such a good moment. It's so like romantic, perfect. If you, if you could distill that, I'd pay two hundred quid a night out on that. <laughs> Huff it. Put in a hash pipe <laughs> before I go out every night for for just like those daft balloons people always do in, in Asia. They were the big balloons and they huff them for ten seconds of a head rush. If I could have that, but it was a Martin Boyle moment, I would do that every week. And I'd happily pay two hundred quid to watch you get beat by Levison. Don't think you're going to pay two hundred pound for that, sir. <laughs> I'm working against that go for free. Oh, yeah. Well, I think we're going. You might be. Oh, what time do you have to be there? What time do you have to be there? Before kickoff. Mm, could get a lift. There could be a lift in that. Ah, that'd be good. Mm. I'll oh. take a lift. There Although the struggle for a lift back, we're not because you probably presumably want to get away right after the game, whereas I'll well, have to hang yeah, around for about an hour. That's definitely aye, because we're not going out or anything. It's yeah. just game and home. Uh, yeah, that's got, fine. Now. I got been two, two up the weeks of the season. One's a derby and a way day to Perth. Uh, my bank account's taking a bit of a battering. So this uh, uh, logistics planning was brought to you by the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. I was I was going to go uh, I was going to go to Zurich, but then I looked at my bank account uh, this morning and I was like, ah, oh, I don't think that's going to happen. It's like already four hundred quid overdrawn. I'm like, ah, oh, I don't get paid for another seven days. And no, so, and that's why you should put more money into the Patreon. Yeah, we're going to do away and just do a, a really daft feature now, but it should be a lot of fun. We're basically just going to imagine players coming back for, for teams in the Scottish Premiership, a la Martin Boyle for Hibs. So that should be a bit of fun. And if you want something a bit more in depth, then there's plenty of stuff like that on the Patreon. <laughs> if you want something that isn't just completely lazy, then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want know, something we did just dream up at uh, one o'clock this afternoon? <laughs> Quickly jot down some names. Uh, yeah, it's patreon.com forward slash terrace podcast. That's not one of the stronger interviews we've ever done for it. But uh, yeah, a lot of great content that went up last week. There's so much content there that sometimes there's going to be some weak stuff. <laughs> And we're starting a new feature, which is starting this week. Uh, the first episode will go up at some point. I don't know when it's getting recorded. I can't quite remember. So, But it will be going up this week. It is a new feature where it's going to be one of us. And the first show will either be a little bit Duncan or Gary. Both of them are doing one this week. Basically, whichever one of them does it first and sends me the audio, that'll be number one show. Um, that, that's what they're going to be talking to, or what one of us will be doing, is talking to a fan of an English football team, mostly lower league sides, and just getting them to reminisce on the Scottish players they've had on their side, or players who've done very well in the SPFL and gone down. So it's basically... So what did I call the name again? Um, would your granny score? Or something ah, yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. My granny could do that. Ah, my something. granny could do that. <laughs> so something along those lines. So that should be... I thought, I thought that was... I, I can't believe you've never done it. It's such an easy thing. It's like so modern as well. Like Twitter is just basically... Uh, and the doldrum of Twitter is just... 
English fans of nondescript clubs telling Scottish fans that their players are shite. <laughs> oh, I've, I've got a list of all the, the tweets at the start of every season of the guys that are definitely going to score 30 yeah. for fun. <laughs> we shall see, sir. We uh, shall see. So like that, that's such a, so it will be a good listen if you get guys, it'll be funny hearing like the way they do it and, and what we're going to do it vice versa as well. Maybe get like players that come up here. And yeah. talk like no, but get the English fans to shout their a shout to to fight their corner when they were good. Oh, down they there, are, they yeah, were absolutely yeah. humble. I'm good to yeah. I get Ipswich fan to talk about Daryl Murphy stuff like that. Shout, yeah. yeah, yeah, like that. That I mean, that that could be fun just to get the. But I think it's it's a, it's a really good idea for a feature. It'll be a, it'll be a fun listen. Uh, so like, some things are good. Yeah, yeah you know. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I plenty of other stuff. You did a Scottish football life. Uh, it's, not, uh, it's not up yet. I think I'll manage to get that online on Thursday. I think we're off. We so. went. Uh, we went to Anna. We were treated very well. Yes. Up, up in Anna and me, Fowler and Telfer, um, and we we got we we got in the boardroom at half time. That's mm. so you were going. You're rubbing mm. shoulders with the big guys, and they're Oof. just in the boardroom, just eating pie. I think what did they gain for this? Not much for me being here. Just me eating. <laughs> I'll be back to my seat. Cheers. That's when you really know you've made it. What I set up there, that social club that they've got, it's right on the pitch. We left at like two minutes to so you get the one o'clock, you can have about eight pints before the game, you never have to leave. You just go on there. Um but I it was good fun up behind the goals with the other Thirty Stenhouse Muir fans. Uh, I mean, I, be, I wanted to get a phone to like stop being such a patronising cunt. Oh, oh, I never even fucking thought about that. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was in. But there was all sorts going on in that game. It was. Uh, it was good fun. Really good fun. Yeah, it was a good game. And then they they all threatened a guy who looked like he'd be, be out for about six months. Calling yeah. him a faker. Like I think he's not even going to be able to work. That guy's really, going to be a statutory sick pay. You get absolute dogs yeah, against yeah, yeah, the guys. Fuck. And he was, he was down at the touchline as well, so the guys were literally five yards away from screaming at him, running, calling him all sorts. Running around to go and have a go at him. I was like, man, he really looks fucked. He's doing the thing, you know, when they put their strip over their head and he's just rolling. I was like, he's in pain. Like, I don't think he's lying. But uh, lower league football, it was a great trip. Yes, so uh, it's patreon.com forward slash terrace podcast. And that is us. Tony, say goodbye. Bye-bye. Tom. Goodbye. And I'm Craig Fowler saying goodbye. And I'll be back on Thursday with Sean and Robert. Fun. Oh, you're going to be doing it in person? Yes. Oh, lovely. Oof, two in a row. We're spoiling you. Goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network.